Well, hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Harbor Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you will hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Harbor. So uh, tonight, uh, we're going to continue in the heart of our entire church what we're doing. It's prayer week this week, which is so good to uh, begin to focus on this incredible practice, this rhythm, and this discipline. Because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And I know that we want to do great things for the kingdom of God. We want to experience relationship with the Father, but without prayer, it's impossible for that to happen. So uh, instead of me uh, doing a monologue, talking at you for 45 minutes, uh, I'm gonna try to keep my teaching time extremely brief and actually teach you an incredible prayer practice, an incredible prayer method. So I'm gonna briefly teach you the method and then we're actually going to carry out the method. And there's two forms of prayer that I've carried out uh, for most of my Christian life. And it's either the Lord's Prayer, I let that be my template for praying, or I do the Acts Prayer Method. And tonight, uh, just for uh, in organizational purposes, we're gonna do the Acts Prayer Method. It just really aligns well with the service with the, which we're gonna have together right now. In the Acts Prayer Method, it's an acronym. And the first letter in that acronym begins with A, so we're gonna look at adoration. So what is adoration? Adoration is shining a spotlight on God, recognizing him and praising him for who he is. It's acknowledging his greatness, his love and his sovereignty. And Jesus and Matthew, he would have said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So you might be coming in here tonight with just a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty. And I think as Christians, we ought to be able to lean into uncertainty. You know, James would say, you know, why do you make your plans? Because we don't really know what tomorrow holds. We ought to say, if the Lord wills it, we'll do it. But even so, even with that instruction, uncertainty is still hard. Questions are still hard. You might have questions asking, what should I do? What should I stop? Should I take this job? Should I leave this job? Should I talk to this guy or should I talk to this girl? Should I be a part of that group? Should I go to that group? Do I need this class because it doesn't really line up with my degree? And in fact, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life, so it's hard to even know what classes to take. If that's cutting to someone's heart, forgive me. I was there once too. What's next? You might be dealing with uncertainty, but there's beauty when you look at those questions in light of who God is for you. Jesus said, slow down. Just stop for a minute. Just look at me, examine me in my holiness. Anytime we see this happen in heaven, anytime we see the seraphim or angels or any angelic creatures for that matter begin to worship God, they begin seeing God and they simply say this. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They see God in his glory and their natural response, their only response is always worship. That is our response as well. That's why we pray is because when we worship God, we become in line with who we really are. And when Jesus said, this is how you should pray, our Father in heaven, we take that for granted in 2024. But the disciples, their relationship to God was really kind of what we see in the book of Exodus. You know, they they saw how the Father led the Israelites through the desert, a cloud by day and a fire by night. 
So the question for Jews at that time, the question was not, is God real? I mean, that was not the question. The question was, is can we access an intimate relationship with him? When they see Jesus praying to God in this way, their jaws would have dropped. Because this is, yes, a reverence for God, but it's also an incredible intimacy they had never ever seen or heard of before. So don't take it for granted. So encapsulate that in your prayer life, looking how holy he is, looking how beautiful he is, looking how powerful he is, but in that knowing he is your father. So everyone, please stand up now. Let's begin the practice of this now. You might have something coming up that's difficult, a difficult conversation. You might have fear of the future. There might be something within you that's making your soul uncertain. But when you begin adoration saying, our God, our Father, my Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, who's the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith, I think that we should look at life through this lens. That's why adoration is the first place we start. Because when you look at God in this way, you could put up those prayer points for me now. When you see that he is the creator, when you see he's in control of all, when you think about that he's the one sitting on the throne, and then you say, that's my father, then everything changes. Your anxiety settles and your soul begins to have that joy of your salvation renewed. This is why we begin in adoration to God. So let me pray for you. And let's enter into this time. We're focusing on these things. We're thinking about these things. We're looking at our life and our situations, but we're stopping looking at those and we're looking at it through the lens of who God is for us. Your father who loves you. Because you're created to glorify God with your life. That's why we begin in adoration. Let me pray with you. Everyone bow your heads, close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. Let's do it again. Let it out. One more time. God, we don't want to rush into this time with you, Lord. We want to behold you. You're on the throne, Lord. Remember the words of Isaiah. Learning that the train of your robe fills the entire temple. We recognize that at this moment in history, the angels are singing to you, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Let us have reverence for you, God. Let us have an awe of you. Let us not take you for granted, Father God. You're the creator of all, yet you love us as if we're the only people here on earth. Hallowed be your name, but your name is Father to me. God, you're my dad. I love you and let me behold you as such. It's in Jesus' name we pray. I'd say out of this way, I'm wanting to teach you guys to pray. Pray. Because I think it's just so valuable. We, we have something that is a guide for us so that 
we're not walking away from our time with God. Am I missing something, Father? Or am I doing this right? Man, I, I think that God in his grace, it, it's really hard to pray in a wrong way, but there are beautiful practices the saints have practiced before us, and the Acts prayer method is one of those things. I mean, starting in adoration, then shifting to confession, then going into thanksgiving, and concluding with supplication. I pray that this wouldn't be just something you use tonight, but it's something that you instill into your life. And in that time, adoration's difficult because it requires so much stopping and listening and focusing. Man, that was just a few minutes, but it felt like a long time, which shows how much we need it because life is full of hurry. It's full of busyness, which it's impossible to have busyness in a simultaneous place of beholding the glory of the Lord. It, we must have silence and solitude and pausing and stopping to encounter him. So that's the adoration time. The next part is confession. It's you and I being honest with God, admitting when we've messed up, acknowledging our mistakes, but seeking his forgiveness. Man, I think that in confession, like, I get to this part of the prayer, and I'm like, all right, I'm pretty good. I'll just move on to the next part, right? There's nothing there. I'm like, I've had a good week. I've had a good day. And then I pray Psalms 139. I got to search my heart and tell me, Father, if there's any offensive way in me, then immediately the Lord starts highlighting things. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have thought that. You shouldn't have done that. You should have done that. I think that so often in confession, we think it's only sins we've committed. But when I learn and read the book of common prayer, I see that sin and things we must confess, things we didn't trust God in. When we sin, we're ultimately trusting that God didn't have his best in mind for us. We think it's always something we did. But what about the good left undone? In fact, in the book of common prayer, you can read with me on the screen. They read, forgive us, Lord, for the good left undone, for the kindness not shown, and for the opportunities to love and serve that we have missed. And maybe the Father, he wanted you to go and comfort someone. He wanted you to go and repent to someone. He wanted you to go and encourage someone. He wanted you to evangelize to someone. He wanted you to invite someone. And we didn't do that. We didn't carry out honor the way that we should have. So yes, it's things we've done. In James, you can read with me, it says, whoever knows the right thing and fails to do it for him, that is sin. But I think we get to this part, we're like, ugh, here we go again. Here how, here's how I'm wrong again. Here's how I failed God again. But that's not the right way that we look at confession. Yes, it's important to understand that we don't want to be entertained by or engaged in things that Jesus had to die for. We want to live in line with who we are as children of God. And when we get out of that, we've sinned. So we want to confess that. But we need to remember there's two ways we can look at the Father. Man, I think about a child who messes up. I've seen this. We can say and look at it with the relationship with our earthly father. And I don't know what type of relationship you have. But it could go one of two ways. I messed up. And my dad's going to kill me. Or... I messed up. I'm in trouble and I need to call my dad. 
the Father wants us to look at him through the lens of the latter. It says in Hebrews 4, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in the time of need. Confession is a beautiful thing because it brings you to the God who loves you. It brings you to the God that's going to cleanse you. It's going to bring you to the God that's going to help you, not to shame you, not to say you're separated from my love so that he can speak over again, you're my child. You see, Satan with Eve, man, in a lot of ways, if you look at the text, he didn't tell her to eat from that tree, right? He didn't tell her to eat from the fruit. He simply chipped away at her trust in God. And I think that sometimes you and I, we sin when we fail to trust in God. But I think that for many of us, it's not a failure to trust in God. I think it's simply we forget him or neglect him or forget who we are and why we are here. But in that, we can come back to the throne and see our father. And when we see him for who he is, we can see ourselves for who we are as well, restoring our identity in Christ again. So you got to remember, and beautiful, beautiful thing in confession, you're not going to confess to God to restore your relationship. Something new I've, it's been revealed to me recently. You're not going to confess to God to restore your relationship because your relationship is secure. It can't be altered. If you're a child of God, if you've said Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, then you're a child. That's your relationship. But when we sin, we do reject and we have neglected fellowship. And God wants fellowship. He wants to walk with you. And so when we confess, saying, God, I did something out of line of what you said is good and out of line with who I am, but I'm coming back to you for that restoration because I don't want to grieve you, Holy Spirit. I don't want to engage in things that you had to die for. And I don't want to not do the things you want me to do, Father God. So here's our prayer time. I want you guys to examine in this time. Say, search my heart, Lord. What do I need to start doing? I don't want to commit sins of omission. And maybe, you know, we had a lot of needs at the beginning of service. Maybe you need to start using your gift to glorify God. Maybe you need to stop falling through the cracks and living in the shadows of community, but you need to go and get plugged in. And God doesn't want you to be in isolation because that's where Satan can do his thing. He wants to isolate us. It's time we stop living in isolation. There's some things, there's some activities, there's some temptations. There are things of the flesh that we might be carrying on in that it's saying, God, no more. I'm going to take extreme measures against sin because you told me to take extreme measures against sin. You said if your left hand caused you to sin, then to cut it off, which is ultimately meaning you go to extreme measures to remove things from your life that is going to cause you to do things that you weren't designed to do, that we don't do anymore as children of God. So I want you to pray in this time. What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? So let's sit, let's listen. God, I love you, and you love us. We've already began this time at adoration, seeing how amazing you are and how majestic you are and how glorious you are and how you're our Father. But Father, we want to come to your throne as your children now, and we say, Holy Spirit, search us. 
And if there's anything that we're putting in front of ourselves that's obstructing us from experiencing your love, you're not stopping loving us, God, but there might be things we're doing to not receive your love, God. Would you show it to us? And not just show it to us, Father God, would you give us the Holy Spirit empowerment to crucify our flesh, Father God? Because the flesh is dead. It has no power over us anymore, Father God. So let us confess those things where we gave the flesh power, Father God. And I invite healing in. I invite grace in and I invite mercy in. But God, search our heart and show us the things that we need to start doing or stop doing, Lord. It's in Jesus' name. Let us experience you. I'm just feeling the Holy Spirit lead me to communicate to you guys that some of you guys are discouraged by confession. Because you've confessed before and you've brought it to God. And you keep failing and you keep stumbling. You want to quit. You want to start over. You don't want to give it in the flesh and you're frustrated. So in this time, you're not encouraged. You're discouraged and you're frustrated. But the Father wants me to tell you to not give up. Do not give up. If you don't quit, you can't lose. The Father wants me to tell you, if you're wrestling, it's because Spirit is within you. If you're wrestling, it's because Holy Spirit's within you. Because you wouldn't be wrestling. You wouldn't be hating your sin if you weren't a child of God, if you didn't have the Holy Spirit. So don't hate confession. Love confession. It's bringing you to the throne. If that's for you, receive that. Be encouraged. Come back to the throne. Come back to confession again. Don't give up. So I think this is something you can do in your prayer life. If you don't have a template, this is good. Adoration, seeing how good God is and who he is. Confession, seeing things that we did or did not do that weren't in line with who we are. Now we're entering into thanksgiving. Expressing our gratitude to God. Thessalonians says to give thanks in all circumstance. In Philippians, it says, present your request to God with prayers of supplication and thanksgiving and be anxious for nothing. The reason why the text says that is because there's beauty in thanksgiving. The beauty of thanksgiving is that simultaneously anxiety cannot exist. You can't be thankful and anxious at the same time. That's why Paul would have wrote that to us. Thankfulness is beautiful because it's how we battle Satan and discontentment. Man, I think that as Americans, man, man, Satan attacks us so much with discontentment. What we're not, what we do not have, what we haven't yet accomplished, where we're at in life, we should be farther along. But thankfulness, and in that, we overcome that with God, trusting that God has a plan. We also overcome greed. And with thankfulness, man, we can learn to be content in all circumstances. But without thankfulness, we'll always want more. We'll always need more. Thankfulness is beautiful in those two ways. And we look at what God has already done for us. But here's what I want you to meditate on this time. It says in Philippians, we must hold on to the progress we've already made. Man, some of you guys made great leaps, great uh, just steps in the right direction for God in 2023. And man, I just want you to reflect and think back and look back and saying, God, what did you do in my life? That was awesome in 2023 that I'm thankful for. 
And it's going to encourage you. It's going to bless you. Sabbath, one of the reasons why the Father still wants us to practice and take a Sabbath, a day of rest again today, is so that we can look back at all God did and look and see how he worked, to see how he moved, knowing that we can stop, but he is still moving. That's the beauty of Sabbath. But thankfulness is similar in that. You're saying, God, I'm looking at what you did, how you used me, how you changed me, how you helped me. So check out these prayer points with me now. Man, let's meditate and let's think. Man, what did God do in your life last year that we can celebrate? What progress did you make? And I want you guys to thank God for that. And in that, I want the whole uh, gathering tonight to be blessed because I want three of you guys in that time to be like, okay, in boldness, I'm gonna come and share a rad testimony of something I'm thankful for that God did through me in 2023. So meditate and let's pray and let's get ready. I'm gonna have three of you guys come up and share. Dear God, I love you, Lord. I'm so thankful for you, God. I'm thankful for a relationship with you. I'm thankful just um, for all the blessings you've poured out on us, God. Yes, we're surrounded by hardships, God. But if we have you and it's only you, even that is enough. That's more than we could ever ask for, Lord. Everything else from here because of you, Jesus Christ, is bonus. If there's anything else, Lord, it's in Jesus' name. Let us be thankful. Adoration, confession, and thankfulness. All right, let's move into the next part now. Prayer of supplication. If you could put that up for me on the screen. Supplication is bringing our needs, concerns, and requests requests to him. God invites us to share our hearts with him, our wants, our dreams. In Philippians, he says, with your requests, bring them with thanksgiving. Bring them to me. Don't be anxious about it. Bring it to me. In Matthew, we can see that Jesus is saying, God, as your father, if your child ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? So we've come to this time, we've conditioned our heart, I think, to begin to ask God and make our requests known to him. He wants to bless us, is what I see in Matthew. Check this out in the message translation, this next text. If you, if, do we have it? Maybe we don't. Okay, no problem. I didn't put it in there. Sorry. But anyways, you guys, God wants to bless you. He wants to help you. He wants to encourage you. So everyone, please stand up at this time. At this time, we all have needs, right? We all have um, something we're excited about. We all have something we're worried about. I mean, this is the supplication time. This is us bringing our needs to God, sharing our heart with him, and asking him to bless us, to guide us. God, if it's what you want, it's what I want. If it's what you don't want, God, then I don't want it either, Father God. But if you need me to wait, whatever it is, God, I'm trusting it to you, God, but I'm bringing it to you. But I'm going to pray for you a little bit. And you're saying, God, search my heart. If there's a need um, that I need to share, a burden I need to share, then let me have the faith to share it, Lord. God, you're our Father, and you want to bless us. You want to help us. God, I just think about my own son, Spencer, Lord, and how... I want to hear about his day. I want to hear about his life. And I want to hear about his needs. I'm not annoyed by him. I love him. I want to be able to bless my son. And if I'm an earthly father, that's the way I feel towards my kids, God. Think how great your love must be for us. 
But God, I thank you for the body of Christ right now. God. I thank you that you've told us to carry each other's burdens. You said if there is a healing that is needed, if there is hope that is needed, if there is encouragement that is needed, we ought to go and lay hands and pray and ask for each other. So I pray that right now you would show um, the brothers and sisters what that is, Lord. And we would have boldness to pray on each other. God, and I pray that if this is weird for us, then let that convict us, God. Let us not be so American that approaching our brother or sister and asking how we can pray for them is awkward, Lord. Would you help us, God, make that normal, Lord? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go into the last part of the night. And again, I'm going to challenge you guys to come up and share. If you guys could put up that last slide. <clears throat> Assuming I have a last slide to it. Hmm. Bum error. Okay, cool. So this time... Um, <clears throat> I want us to go into a time of listening prayer. Listening prayer. This is not part of the acronym for ACTS. You've gone through the acronym, right? This is a really good prayer guide and really will bless you. I think it'll give you a very well-rounded prayer time. You can do the Lord's Prayer as well. There's other good, good things. But now I want you guys to have some listening prayer and just spend a few minutes in silence and focus attentively on God. And see if he wants to speak through you for the congregation tonight. Almost like a word of prophecy. Now in that, um, I'm going to let you guys come up and share. You're going to listen. And if you have a word that's going to encourage the harbor, encourage us saying who we are and what we're capable of in Christ. Or if you want to just simply encourage our walk with the Lord privately. You know, if you just have any word of exhortation for us um, to encourage us, to encourage this community, to encourage us to get plugged in to this community, plugged into this church, I want you to come up and share it. But I want you to listen and just say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then in that, if you have the boldness, you can come up and come up on stage and share. But I want to remind you is whatever God speaks to you, it must always be confirmed by the word. God's never going to tell you to share something to encourage someone that doesn't line up with the Word of God. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God and can't be confirmed in the Word of God, then it is not from God. But if you did hear God's voice and it does line up with His Word, you can be encouraged that He spoke to you and you can come up and encourage us with that Word. With prophecies, you know, it says to always test them. And how do we know if a prophecy is true? If it comes true. So, um, that's not the slide, but it's good. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Good, good, good. Um, so, um, <clears throat> let's do this. Let me pray. God, I love you, Lord. I know you want to speak to us. And I know that there is a place where you want us to hear from you and encourage each other with words from you, Father God. And it's going to take faith to do that. So I pray that people in here have the faith to do that, Lord. Let us listen for you in Jesus' name. I think it's important to learn to guard ourselves from certain thoughts we have. Um, to not take every feeling as being true to believe the best about others and to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, I think it's good, yeah, like, I'm glad of 
your commitment to the body of Christ. Amen. You know, but um, yeah, we got to guard our heart as well. God, I love you, Lord. Thank you for everyone stepping out in faith and boldness tonight and seeking you. I pray that uh, we would seek you above all else, God. That we would plan a rhythm in our life, God, to where we can encounter you in prayer so it can be well with our soul, so we can be with the Father who loves us and we can usher in the kingdom of heaven the way that we're designed to do, Lord. Let prayer be a priority on our life, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to know more about The Harbor, please follow us on Instagram at wearetheharbor. Also, if you need prayer, feel free to send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.